This NFL Week 16 Player Props edition of the NFL PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by GameTime. GameTime makes the perfect holiday gift. Sign up at gametime.co. And make sure to use our promo code CFBX for $20 off. That's GameTime.co, promo code CFBX. And Peggy the shot to ground down. Bailed. He missed the catch. And he gets in for the touchdown. The catch is made by Calvin Ridley. Wilson, as he throws deep down. Welcome, everyone, to the NFL PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday early hours, I guess we can say, for uh, for at least uh, one of our co-hosts. Uh, it is uh, currently 11.05 on the East Coast, and the band is back together. And joining me, I've got the guy you know him as the king of the motorsports world. It's Rod Gomez. Rod, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Just trying to get back into the swing of things. I know I've missed a, a couple of episodes here and there, but you know life gets in the way. And when the army calls, you can't say no. But I'm happy to be back. Uh, I'm happy because a couple of weeks ago, or at least maybe last week when I was on, had a great Thursday night football showing. So yep. I think that's why I retired. I was like, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to do anything else. I, I want all my money. I can go buy my house in Malibu and sit back and have some fun. But uh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go at it. This is going to be fun. Christmas, right? Christmas, three-game slate on Christmas. Oh, I can't wait for this weekend. Jam-packed weekend with sports, man. Not just, you know, NFL. we got college uh, basketball, college football. Obviously, NBA on Christmas Day is a big thing as well. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. And, you know, when you say life gets in the way, I think this, us recording these pods, is life getting in the way for you because you do serve our country. And always appreciate uh, what you do uh, serving our country and loosening those uh, vocal cords as well, my friend Rod. Um, and also joining us, the hardest working man in the sports betting industry. It's my guy, Chris B. Cap. And Chris, what's going on, brother? How you doing? What's up, you know? What's up, Rod? Good morning. Top of the morning to, to everyone that's listening in, uh, whether you're watching live or, uh, you know, you catch the pod a little bit late. Um, beautiful morning, man. It's already a beautiful morning. We're right around the time of the year where, uh, you know, the, hopefully the, the sports books are giving out gifts and, and their gift is, uh, you know, monetary incentive uh, for, you know, making some of these player props, turning some of these player props into to cash, man. So uh, excited to, to you know, to be here. Like uh, like Rod said, it's good to see Rod. You know, Rod, we, we have missed Rod. And I've been missing as well. We just haven't been able to coordinate and get a show uh, together. So it's good to you know, how to band back together, man. Hopefully we can break these player props down and uh, give our listeners some some Christmas cash, you know. That's what we're here for. Yeah, 100%. This is the time where the pressure, I think, is on even more, where, you know, we got to fill the pockets of our listeners with some extra holiday cash and get those uh, gifts, you know, for whoever it might be. So hopefully, Chris, we did that on Thursday Night Football between the uh, Saints and the Rams. Um, I think combined we went five and one on our player props. Uh, the only one that didn't get to the window for us was Alvin Kamara uh, to go uh, over his receiving yards, but fell just uh, short of getting that number. But otherwise, I mean, you know, you and I agreed on a lot of our props. You know, we mentioned that Kyron Williams was going to have a big game. He did that again. 20-plus rush attempts, 100-plus uh, rushing yards. Stafford continues to be playing well. He had 300-plus passing yards. More importantly, got the two passing touchdowns for us in that game. Um, I talked about Tyler Higby. He um, he had one catch for 22 yards, the first one, and the number I, I think I gave out was 23-and-a-half, and I was talking to uh, the prop queen, Ariel Epstein, and I said, God, if he does not get a second catch or two more yards from me, I am going to jump off a cliff. But uh, lo and behold, he did finish the game with three receptions and 30 yards. And I think we hit some of our touchdown props as well. I think talked about Juwan Johnson, five to one. Um, so it was a pretty good pod for us. Hopefully we can carry that momentum uh, into the Sunday games. Um, but again, we also talked about, you know, Rod and Chris, of how important this game was as far as playoff implications for both teams. And I think more so probably for the Rams, just because they are in that NFC, that division is already locked up the NFC West by the San Francisco 49ers sweat free there. Um, but 
the resurgence that we've seen from this Rams team, it was very, very important for them to get the victory if they wanted to make the playoffs. And they do get the victory. I still think the Saints have a fighting chance. I mean, they still you know, showed me something last night in that Thursday night football game and battling for the NFC South division again with the Atlanta Falcons. But Rod, let me start with you on the game. Anything that kind of stuck out to you? Obviously, like I mentioned, big uh, impl- implications as far as playoff seating, but turned out to be, um, I don't want to say a blowout game, but I think a very successful night if you're a Rams fan and, and the Rams football organization. Well, as an NFC West fan, a team of, you know, a fan of the team of the NFC West, I, I didn't want to see that. I would <laughs> much rather watch the Saints kind of stomp all over them. But I mean, look, yeah, the Rams are, are starting to find their groove and, and really they do have those players. Nakua is just a monster, right? I mean, he's yeah. like cup, cup now. I don't even know if it's cup 2.0 or if it's Nakua and cup is, is the second, right? I mean, you're starting to see the changing of the guard and, and it's, it's a little scary to have both of those guys in that uh, wide receiving core. And then with Kyron Williams, the Rams have needed that type of a running back for the last couple of years. You know what I'm saying? So now they've got that piece together. And then of course their defense has always been good with Donald there too, as well. So, I mean, you know, you you should get scared that they're getting hot at the right time. So if they start, if they make the playoffs, if they actually do get in there, then it's going to be a little scary, uh, you know, because the Seahawks are, are are right in that same vein now, too. They're starting to feel themselves after their win. So, I mean, this NFC West could heat up and get a little spicy. I know the Niners are kind of locked up with the West, but yeah, I don't know if I'm if I'm wanting to have any of these NFC teams play me if I'm in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that for the NFC, I think there's a little more stiffer competition, I guess we can say. I mean, it feels like the Niners obviously are the clear-cut favorite, but we've always seen like one team that just kind of comes out of nowhere and gives people fits. And I feel like the Rams, now that they're healthy, I think that they can fit that mold. That defense could just be a little bit better. I mean, they could be uh, you know, a surprising team. And it's funny that we say that because they're just a couple seasons removed from winning the Super Bowl. But um, you know, it just tells you how dominant the San Francisco 49ers have been, at least in the regular season, um, you know, over the past several years. And, you know, they've gone to the NFC championship over the last two years, just haven't been able to get over that hump. And, you know, hopefully they can keep their guys healthy because I think that's what we talked about at the beginning of the year. That we just I just want to see one healthy season from this Niners team and see what they're able to do. And hopefully they can stay healthy, uh, you know, for Niners uh, fans' uh, sake, you know, as we wind down the season here and get into the playoffs. Chris, takeaways from the game last night? Uh, high scoring. What, what we talked about, you know, I know yeah. yesterday I talked about um, the last time I had been on the on the podcast with you guys for a Thursday slate was uh was the game against for for the the Cowboys and the Seahawks and Rod as you know we 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 assumed so many unders that my mom was just training to go under and I I did a reverse sweep the last time I was on the show for Thursday night because I was giving out all those unders and we saw 300 points scored between two NFL teams in one game but uh I didn't let it trick me yesterday Rod and that's what me and Munoz kind of talked about you know just uh you know expecting some fireworks especially with uh you know, that um that Rams offense kind of hitting on all cylinders. Like you said, Rob, we talked about it uh, you know, on the propcast, you know, but just having uh, you know, Williams back and and, and having him in that backfield to, to make it a more balanced, you know, rush attack. And then as Rob mentioned, uh, you know, Puka Nakoy, he's no uh, you know, no short term guy. This guy is uh the the first wide receiver to to break a thousand yards in, in quite a while is what I saw. Yeah. Um, and so that's a, 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 a new, bright, shiny toy that, that I'm pretty sure Stafford uh, is, you know, happy about. Um, imagine having both of those guys you could throw the ball to, him and Cooper Cup at the same time. So, uh, you know, Rams kind of, kind of, you know, getting hot at the right time, you know, just kind of like like we talked about. They need these wins. And I think yesterday, because we could kind of tell, uh, you know, the motivation was kind of easy. You know, well, not, I wouldn't say easy, but, you know, it kind of helped us with, with, with our uh, determination for what the player props that we wanted to take. So uh, Rams getting hot at the right time. Um, and uh, we, we, we talked about that Seahawks, that, that, uh, that Saints defense, you know, just being a little fool's gold just because it had been strong the last couple of weeks. I think they'd only gave up like, I think it was less than like 15 points in the last two weeks, but you know, they had, they, they hadn't had to come play, you know, against a high powered offense like that. So a little regression is what we expected, and we expected points last night, and that's what we got. Rams were also able to cover that four-point spread, four-and-a-half-point spread, no matter what, what number you got. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I think that, you no, know, this um, – you know, we I think we nailed the handicap. Is that, number one, it was a meaningful game for both teams. I mean, 
not the glorious matchup that we've seen in a couple games on Thursday night football is, but, but it's better than what we've seen over the past couple of weeks. Uh, but again, the Rams, uh, Rams get the job done. Uh, like Chris mentioned, it gets over the total uh, and Rams cover the uh, four point spread. And, and we had a great night as far as our player props So hopefully we can carry that momentum going into the uh, Sunday, uh, actually the weekend games, I should say with games on Saturday, Sunday and Monday, of course uh, in the national football league. Uh, all right, guys, before we get into our player props here for the uh, weekend here of NFL Week 16, let me tell everyone about Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun I've had winning money. Uh, it's been so much fun, you know, on the prop cast here and putting us, us putting together these Price Picks entries. And it's really simple to use as well, right? And I know Chris and I are avid basketball fans, and with the basketball season here as well, we can, you know, get on some of these fantasy projections over on price picks. So on price picks, it's pretty simple to play. All you got to do is you select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry with the basketball season here. You can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league tab, a league that's been created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So, for example, if you want LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combination of three-pointers made by LeBron and uh, receptions by Travis Kelsey, well, you can do that over on Price Picks. Price Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits their game in the first half and does not return in the second that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. PrizePix is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. They also have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. And that's what makes PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. PrizePix also now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. So, to take advantage of this, all you got to do is go to pricepicks.com slash SGPN. Again, that's pricepicks.com slash SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, pricepicks.com slash SGPN. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN. And stay tuned at the end of this episode. Rod, Chris, and myself will put together our price pick entry for the weekend games. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, gentlemen, let's get into our player props here for NFL Week 16. Uh, Chris, why don't you lead us off, my friend? With a mute button. <laughs> All right, so let's go to – we're actually going to start with one of the earlier games. We're going to look at Mr. Josh Allen this week. Um, I think the big news of the week for this game specifically is that we saw the Chargers get the doors blown off of them last week and, uh, you know, head coach change – finally occurred so i'm pretty sure they're happy uh, you know about that but and typically i don't like the i don't really like to back back a lot of players in that spot uh you know when they're playing against that that you know that fired up team that you know is finally over you know that coaching uh you know it came we, we've seen cigars bought out this year when, when coach coaching changes have happened but uh i'm looking at josh allen and i'm looking at his uh passing touchdowns in this one Number is slightly juiced at minus 135, and I actually think it gets worse throughout the week. Um, I like his passing touchdowns, over one and a half here. I know that he's he's faced this Chargers defense just twice in his career, and in both of those games, he's only thrown for one touchdown apiece. Um, but I think that changes this week. Uh, only two touchdowns for for Josh Allen in the last two weeks, but I think this, this, this number being so juiced is kind of indicative because those were kind of similar to what we were talking about yesterday, you know, kind of you know, figuring out when when we're going to see a change here. Um, th those two weeks were against the Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs, who have, have a lot better defenses than this Chargers defense. With Stanley finally being out, uh, I do think, um, you know, the, the Chargers, it, it, it's going to mean something to them. But when Aiden O'Connell throws for four touchdowns and Russell Wilson throw, <laughs> throws for two touchdowns in the past two weeks, uh, to me it kind of feels like Josh Allen is going to be able to, you know, find his guys. And we also saw Buffalo – uh, you know, kind of similar what we talked about, you know, same thing with the Rams, uh, you know, kind of seems like they're streaking at the right time. Really, really big win. Yes. Uh, last week against the 
against the Cowboys, and now they get to go on the road um, and play in really good weather. Uh, you know, always got to mention that when you're talking about uh, San, uh, you know, the state of California in general. But um, you know, so no weather weather conditions. I like Josh Allen in this spot to to be able to find this his wide receivers and his his tight ends um, and and throw for at least two touchdowns here. You know, so you know for Ross. So give me over one and a half for for Josh Allen for my my court my best quarterback play this week. Seems like a buy low situation for Josh Allen, right? Especially going up against the Chargers defense that has just been absolutely atrocious, not only this season, but going back, uh, you know, several seasons. And especially, I think we talked about this, Rod, you and I talked about this last week that the amount of talent that this Chargers team has, I mean, it, it's just incredible that how badly they were coached because this is a team that should at least be in the conversation of being a Super Bowl contender. And I'm not saying they are contenders because right now there's a huge gap between a team that is a legitimate Super Bowl contender that can win it all. But at least I think the talent that they have on paper, they should definitely be in that conversation of, of being contenders at least. But um, yeah, look again for the, for the bills, like they know they got to win ball games, right? And I think we've seen that, that flip kind of switch for them, you know, over the past several weeks where they've rattled off wins against the chiefs, wins against the Cowboys. Now you're going to pick the team that is playing with their backup quarterback. Uh, obviously, the head coaching ter- uh, change for their uh, for the Chargers as well. So you don't want to mess around in this game, right? You want to go out there, try to get the job done within three quarters, let your uh, starter sit um, in that fourth quarter. But I think it's going to have to be on the shoulders of uh, Josh Allen this week. I know the past couple of weeks, James Cook has been that guy, and I think they've made an effort in that running game. But I think when you're going up against this type of defense, who in back-to-back weeks gave up two touchdowns to Russell um, Wilson. And then last week, Aiden O'Connell had four touchdowns. So um, I think some of similar, what you just mentioned there, uh, Chris, it's the Matthew Stafford kind of look there that he's playing well. This team is playing well, and, and you got to take advantage of it against a, a, a bad football team. So I can only co-sign this with you. Rod, any thoughts on this one? The pieces are there. I, I, Josh Allen can throw the, the touchdowns. Stephon Diggs can catch him. Kincaid can catch him. Even Cook can catch him. I mean, you know, he, he's got plenty of opportunity to throw those two touchdowns. And then I think it may be even a three touchdown game for Josh Allen when it's all said and done, just because, you know, he does have that many weapons around him to be able to catch all of those those touchdown passes. So and and the, the Chargers are reeling. I mean, this is not a team yeah. that's going to come in feeling good about themselves at all. And, and a, a head coach change is not going to make the situation much better. So, you know, I, I think they're prone and they're they're uh, primed to give up a, a big game again in this instance, to a really, really good Bills team. I agree 100%. All right, Rod, take us over to player prop number one, my friend. What do you got? All right, I'm going to pounce on some mistakes this weekend. Uh, I found a... I love what BetMGM has a lot of times. They've got a lot of these combined uh, uh, props that can give you good value when you put two together. So I'm going to go uh, with this Bears and Cardinals game, and I'm going to take both of these guys pretty much to throw an interception, Kyler Murray and Justin Fields. Their combined total is is one and a half combined interceptions. This is a plus 150. Look, here's the thing about it. Uh, Kyler Murray is throwing interceptions, right? That is, He threw two interceptions last week against the Niners. He threw one against the uh, Texans. He threw one against the Falcons. But he is facing a ferocious Bears defense that all they do is pick off the quarterback. You know, they're they're one of the better teams in the league against the quarterback and picking them off. So I, I think when you get that perfect storm of a, of a player that is prone to throw interceptions against good defenses, then I think you're going to get that as well. Um, you just look at what the, the Bears have done against quarterbacks in the last few few weeks, right? They picked off uh, uh, the Joe Flacco uh, three times. <laughs> I mean, that's Joe Flacco, I know, but still, they picked him off three times. Uh, they picked off Jared Goff three times. They picked off uh, Josh Dobbs four times. So they have been killing it on the interceptions here. Uh, so I, I just, again, you you get Kyler Murray still trying to find his way back into the mix, right? So I think he's very much prone and 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 ready for an interception, or at least three or four. So, um Give me one on that end. The only thing that'll be tough is that Josh uh, or having uh, Fields throw an t- uh, interception. He's not necessarily prone to throwing interceptions. Um, he takes care of the ball a little bit. He threw two against the Browns last week, like we talked about, um, but it hasn't really thrown very many up until then. So it'll be on the Arizona defense to 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 hold up this end of the prop. 
Um, but they've done it before. They had Matthew Stafford throw an interception against him. They picked off CJ Stroud three times. So they can do it. It's just a matter of uh, having Justin Fields make that mistake. So give me, give me the combined Murray and Fields to throw at least one interception, really. Or, or hell, Murray can throw two and, and make this all uh, moot. So, yeah, that's at plus 150 over on BetMGM. It feels like this is when you talked about with the Chicago Bears, the uh, Montez sweat, uh, sweat effect, just because ever since they traded for him, um, this defense has just been playing on a whole other level. And you mentioned the, what this defense has been able to do over the last four weeks against these quarterbacks. I mean, at least two times they've picked off um, the quarterback that they have faced over the last four weeks in golf in Josh Dobbs and in in golf uh, again, and then also in uh, Joe Flacco. So, um, and then earlier this season, they had a couple games in there where they had multiple uh, interceptions off of, I believe that was uh, Aiden O'Connell and Brian Hoyer. Um, and then against Patrick Mahomes, they picked him off twice as well. So um, I think this might be a game, one of those games where I think we do see points being scored. And I think that, you know, if teams are, both teams are playing from behind a little bit, that, You'll see them flinging the ball all over the field. And again, last week, Justin Fields had that Hail Mary where Darnell Mooney literally had it in his hands and it kicked off his feet and that turned into an interception as well. So, you know, you could get at least one of those um, at the end of each half where they're in obviously at the end at the halftime in the Hail Mary situation or even at the end of the game. So, you know, the opportunities are always there for for interceptions between, you know, not only Justin Fields, but, you know, looking at a game script as well. I, I don't trust Kyler Murray at all. Chris, any thoughts on this one? You said it, you know, and Ron said it as well. I don't trust Murray at all, first and foremost. And the, the point that I was going to make is what you said, you know, this this is a high scoring game. Right. And we it, this is similar to like to like uh, when we bet NBA, you know, when we see high totals. We know that I'm more likely to turn the ball over. So I'm going to take a turnover prop like players are more likely to turn the ball over. So it's exactly what Ross said. You're more likely you're more prone to make mistakes when, you know, you see high totals. So I think. Um, that and and Rob picked two great quarterbacks. I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of jealous that I didn't find this because at plus at plus one fifty for both of these guys. I mean, Rod's always coming over here giving out the sexy props. Mine are you know they're 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 dressed all the way up with you know too many layers on. But this is a this is a really really good one. I like this a lot, right? All right, uh, player prop number one for me. Uh, I am going to go to a quarterback we have talked about a lot on this episode or on this on the propcast throughout the season. It feels like it's a buy low situation. Um, I'm looking. I'm going to go back to the well of Bryce Young. Uh, I'm looking at either his rece- sorry his receptions, his um, pass attempts, or pass completions to go over the number here and. You take a look at it right now for Bryce Young. His completions are sitting at last I saw was 16 and a half at minus 105 uh, over on um, DK. And now I see that number has adjusted to 17 and a half at minus one or sorry, minus 125. And his past attempts are at 28 and a half as well. But I, 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 I was kind of scratching my head when I saw these numbers, just because number one, you take a look at the Packers and they are decimated by injuries uh, in the secondary. I know Jair Alexander has been missing time. He missed last week. Um, You also had Darnell Savage in the backfield as well. That has been missing time. Um, So they're really decimated on the back end of their defense. And you take a look at what quarterbacks have done against the Packers over the past several weeks here. So chargers, uh, Justin Herbert, 21 of 36, Jared Goff, 21 of 29 of 44, Patrick Mahomes, 21 of 433, 17 of 21 for uh, Tommy DeVito. And then last week, Baker Mayfield, 22 on 22 completions on 22 attempts, sorry, 28 attempts, four passing touchdowns in that game for Baker Mayfield. And you take a look at what Bryce Young has done at home this season uh, for the Carolina Panthers. And he has gone over these projections of both completions and attempts. And let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six. So in the six home games thus far this season, he's had 18 or more completions in five out of those six games. And he's had more than 27 and a half attempts in five out of the six games as well. The only game he didn't get over the attempts was last week against the Atlanta Falcons, where he was very efficient, 18 of 24. So 
I'll go with the completions here of 17 and a half. I think that he'll have some success against this Packers defense, who, again, like I mentioned, are decimated by injuries in that secondary. It looks like those guys are going to be missing time uh, again. And the Packers have allowed, um, I believe it was the third most uh, receiving, sorry, uh, pass attempts and uh, passing yards to the opposition since week 10. So I, I feel like this is a buy low situation for Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers coming off of that win last week. Um, since week 10, before I wrap up my handicap here, the Packers defense allowing 24 completions and 35 and a half pass attempts on average to that quarterback position six week 10. So um, I'll, I'm going to go with both here. I like Bryce Young over on the 28 and a half pass attempts, and I love the uh, over 17 and a half completions for Bryce Young as well there. Uh, Chris, I know you've talked a lot about Bryson on on this episode. You're the one that brought uh, this to my attention. What are you thinking about this prop? Yeah, I'm, there's nothing else I can say. You know, if your handicap was perfect, I think uh, it's not too much to add. The, the thing I'll add is, uh, you know, we, we'll talk about him a little bit. I'll talk about him a little bit more, you know, but but who's this guy? Like, who's he going to throw, throw the ball to? Who's going to be out there catching that? So, I yep. think you just if you if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, you know, I just gave out two props in one, and uh, no way I can talk you off of that at all. You know, love, 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 love the way they're just throwing them out there. You know, letting them get all the exposure. We don't care if you you know you get sacked. We don't care if you you know throw picks. I mean, we do care, but you know, just just work through it. You know, just work through it. You know, and you you it's it's rare that we see that. Um, but he he is also a number one overall pick, so I guess you kind of got to do that as yeah. well, which is the opposite side. But yeah, against this Green Bay defense, you mentioned the injury, you know, I, no way I could talk to you off. I'm not gonna beat the dead horse, but uh, I will be playing this as, uh, with you as well. Just know that. Rod, any thoughts on this player prop? I mean, I, I I do love what Chris said. As far as we don't we don't see teams just leave their quarterbacks out there to get the experience and and rookie quarterbacks. You're so you're so hyped on them when they come in. And then they start to struggle and they're like, oh man, we made a mistake. It's like, no, you didn't. Like the guy's got to learn how to play at the NFL level. It's, uh, you have to leave him out there. So kudos to the Panthers for sticking with it and for letting him do that. Because I mean, a lot of teams would have just been, I mean, the Niners are a perfect example, right? You bring in Trey yeah. Lance, they throw him out there for a few uh, games and they're like, oh, whoops, we made a mistake. Now, granted, thankfully we have Brock Purdy to fall back on, but by the same token, it's like, eh, you should have just left him out to see what he could do for real. But um, yeah, definitely. Uh, they're they're letting him throw the ball a lot, which is good for your attempts and good for your completions as well. All right. Before we get to round two of our player props here, uh, let me tell everyone about game time. Look, if you need a last minute uh, holiday gift idea, why not gift the ability of giving tickets to uh, your loved ones, whether it's, uh, you know, family members, whether it's a coworker that you need to get some uh, a, a last minute gift to because game time makes it super easy to buy tickets. And it doesn't have to be just for a sporting event. If you have a concert that's coming up in your area, maybe a comedy show that's in your area and you want to get out to these events, game time will take the stress away out of buying tickets so you can get excited for the fun you're going to have for these events that you want to get out to. And like I mentioned, it doesn't have to be just for sports. They have tickets for music, comedy, and theater that near you. And they also have killer deals on last-minute tickets with their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. It's so easy to use your app. Like I mentioned, they have flash deals and last-minute tickets. And it's, it's really easy to find those tickets in your area as well. But the best part I love about the app is that you actually get images of your seat view for that particular venue before you actually purchase those tickets. So you won't have any surprises when you actually get to the venue. Their lowest price is guaranteed. They have event cancellation protection as well. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. So get this. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less somewhere else, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are in their prices. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set to go. And the tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you don't have to worry about waiting for them in the mailbox, you know, thinking they're going to get lost and stressed out about that or haggle through your email box, searching for the tickets. Nope. They're sent directly to your phone on that app. And it's so easy that you don't have to worry about it. And like I mentioned, game time tickets make the perfect holiday gift as well. So all you got to do, download the game time app, create an account, use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, gentlemen, let's get into our round two of our player props. Uh, Rod, why don't you lead us off this time? Well, I'm not going to get super complicated with this one. Uh, Chris, this is not as sexy as the rest, but I'm going to go to my Niners and I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. Uh, His rushing yards right now are set at 83 and a half. I'm I'm taking the over. Surprise, surprise. I'm taking the over on this one. I understand. And and I'll get to the, the Ravens side of this in a second. But when you look at McCaffrey's last few games, it's just a work of art. 18 carries for 115, 16 for 145, 17 for 93, 19 for 114, even 21 for 78. He didn't get to this prop total. Very, very damn close, but he got pulled. So, I mean, a couple of of downs where he probably should have been in. Uh, 16 for 95 against the Jaguars. This dude literally is a monster and and if you have him on your fantasy team congratulations on your fantasy championship by the way because this (laughs) dude is killing it all over the place and and honestly it doesn't matter to me what defense he's going against because you look at he went to seahawks defense not not a terrible defense eagles defense not a terrible defense right seahawks again uh jacksonville a pretty decent defense they they kept the uh so to me it doesn't matter who he's going up against and 83 and a half Feels like a high number for a guy that uh, catches the ball and does everything. But you also have to realize that he does not come off the field either. I mean, imagine being Elijah Mitchell and and Mason, like waiting just to kind of get their turn, right? You think, oh, great, it's third down. Uh, McCaffrey's going to come off the field. Nope. Oh, oh, great, we're up by 25 points. McCaffrey's coming up. Nope. He is still in there. Much to a lot of Niners fans' chagrin, he's still out there toting the ball around and getting all these carries. So, 83 yards. This is going to be a very, very closely played game. I don't think the Niners are going to run away with this one. I think the Ravens are are definitely a good team. And they're a good rush defense too, right? We watched them hold Travis Etienne to 31 yards on 10 carries, but they are susceptible. Kyron Williams, 25 carries, 114 yards against them a, a few weeks ago. You saw Jerome Ford carry 17 times for 107 yards against this defense. You saw... Uh, you saw Zach Moss carry it 30 times for 122 yards against them. So they can be had on the ground. It's not very often that they do, uh, but you know, this is a different player. This is Christian McCaffrey. This is a guy who is playing outside of the, his body right now. He's leading the league in rushing overall yardage wise. And it's not even close. I mean, it's, it's, it's Christian McCaffrey at 1292 yards. And then Kyron Williams just barely broke a thousand yards last week or, or this last uh, last night to yeah. get a thousand yard mark. And then James Cook sitting there at 968. So it, this is a, a, a player on a tear and uh, it's just not going to slow down even against a, a tough defense like the Ravens. I mean, look, I can't talk you off of um, <clears throat> Christian McCaffrey. The, I think that every prop that I've probably given out on Christian McCaffrey this season on the prop cast on a weekly basis, I've cashed. So, I mean, he's an ace in my book for sure. But, um, I mean, like you mentioned, right, that this team is susceptible to the run. And I think that's a, the key part here. I, I low-key think this is going to be one of the higher scoring games on, on, on this weekend just because, you know, again, the Niners offense, we know what they're capable of. Uh, Lamar in that offense, they've started getting cooking as well. And it's been led by Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he's been the engine for the San Francisco 49ers, whether it's been through the air or whether it's been on the ground, more importantly, for this prop bet here. So um, I think that if he gets into that realm of 18 to 20 carries in this game, he can definitely get over this number. Like you mentioned, that we have to respect Baltimore Ravens' rush defense, but there are times where they are you know, susceptible to giving up those big numbers like you did mention with the players that they have given it up to. So I'm not going to argue against Christian McCaffrey. Um 
He's probably up there number one in my power rankings as far as player prop bets this season. So um, I'm, I'm again, look, if Rod, if they win the Super Bowl, uh, my friend, I might just have to send you a Christian McCaffrey jersey uh, as a nice present for you. You got uh, Chris so excited about this prop. I think he ran to the window to go bet and he came quickly already back. But Chris, thoughts on CMC? Show me your ticket, Chris. Show me your That's exactly what I did. I left it there, bro. I told him I don't even take this one. Just, uh, you know, just I'll be back for my money in a second. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you know, seven. it's really hard to argue against Christian McCaffrey he's a, he's a workhorse like you said right so even if you know you and, and, and I, I want to I'll, I'll take my time to say this to applaud you right because you you are a San Francisco fan but you don't come on the podcast every week and give out a Christian McCaffrey prop like you 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 leave that for, for me and for myself because we've also been catching on Christian McCaffrey and it's a given it's, it's the given season right so to give a prop out, uh, Christian McCaffrey get you know get get us some yards this week. Uh, eighty three and a half. I will be on that. Eighty eight and a half. I will be on that number as well. You know, I I and it, like you said, it, it is a stingy defense. Uh, but we we've seen other running backs have success against this Baltimore defense as well. And yeah. and Christian McCaffrey had that he had that little low on the season where you know the the, the touchdown um, streak ended, and mm-hmm. he had a couple games where he stayed under. Uh, 100 yards and it feels like he kind of needed that i'm pretty sure you're happy about that now rod in retrospect because he this is the time when you really need him throughout the season and you know knock on wood he's been able to stay healthy throughout this season so yeah I, i'm all in on christian mccaffrey as well love love him in this spot yeah 100 man again again like i mentioned when we talked about the niners just just have this squad healthy going into the playoffs i think that's a priority right now uh for kyle shanahan and the coaches there uh all right chris take us over to player prop number two man what do you got so we're going to Bengals. We're going to Pittsburgh, and I'm looking specifically at Joe Mixon in this spot. You know, if I know we, we when we did a when the last, I think it might have been two weeks ago when we did a show. We I talked about, uh, you know, having a now now that you don't have um, you don't have uh, uh, you know, your starting quarterback. You you really got to make sure that you protect your backup quarterback, and the way you do that is by turning the turning around, handing the ball off to to your running back. So. Mixing rush prop is 12 and a half. I like the uh, the attempts a little bit more than the yards, but I couldn't talk anybody off either one. And really, it's, it's a fade also of, of Pittsburgh, pretty horrible rush defense. You look at Pittsburgh yep. rush defense throughout the season, and it's been it's been bad. Opposed, opponent rush uh, rushes per game, they're, they're bottom 10 at four point. Uh, I'm sorry, opposing rushing yards per play, uh, 4.3 per uh, play, which is which is bottom 10. Uh, opponents are running the ball 28.4 times per game, which is 23rd. So bottom 10 there as well. And they're giving up 121 uh, yards on the ground, which is also bottom 10 as well, 22nd. So, you know, I'm looking at those things. I'm looking at I'm looking at Mixon last week. He did only have 10 carries, but the, the weeks before that, two weeks prior to that, 21 and 19 and week 15 and 14 versus the Colts versus the Jaguars. And like I said, it goes back to me to, to protecting Browning in three games against this Chargers defense, I'm sorry, in three games against uh, against that Steelers defense, Mixon, yeah. against the Steelers defense, Mixon has actually, he's, he's actually done pretty well as well. And then three straight weeks for going back to the Steelers defense again, in three straight uh, weeks, the Steelers defense has actually given up 17 attempts to, to, to Trey Sermon. Um, and uh, you also got 22 to Zach. When, when you know when when, uh, when they played the the the, the um, Patriots not too long uh, uh, just two weeks ago and twenty five to, to James Conner so I think you know hopefully the, this coaching staff is is seeing the the patterns and noticing that trend to say you know what we probably do need to give the ball to Mixon just a tad bit so I expect his his rush attempts to go at least to get three more than he had last week and uh, you know for him to comfortably you know uh, exceed this this number of thirteen rush attempts this week so give me Mixon. Always rush attempts in this spot here, you know. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it, right? Like the Steelers' rush defense this season has just not been very good. I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat it. And historically, we've talked about this throughout the season is that when you talk about the Steelers, it's been hard nosed defense, whether it's been in their secondary or whether it's been their rush defense, but that just hasn't transpired for them this season. And you take a look that teams are averaging close to 24 to 25 rush attempts per game. So it's not a secret that teams know that the weakness for the Steelers team is running the football. And I think this might be a week where we've seen, you know, Jake, um, Jake Browning look really good. Uh, at the quarterback position for the uh, Cleveland Browns filling, uh, sorry, for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals filling in for Joe Burrow. 
But this could be a week where he does kind of fall down to earth, and that's where you have to rely on, you know, the the Joe Mixons of the world. So I expect heavy, heavy doses in this divisional game uh, between the Bengals and the Steelers here. So, yeah, I, I definitely can co-sign this here. Rod, any thoughts on Joe Mixon? It feels like he's been a traditional Steelers killer like that in the past. He has definitely gouged the Steelers for it seems like every primetime game that it's the the Bengals and the Steelers. You watch Joe Mixon go off. So uh, and, and you're right. Honestly, I think that he is such a, a good running back that if you don't give him more touches, then you're, you're doing him a disservice. Like, I think he's the Christian McCaffrey of that Bengals team where but he's a little more downplayed, obviously, than Christian McCaffrey's not as not as sexy of a name, but. He, he gets it done. And, and I don't know why they don't really give him the ball more often. I know that Jamar Chase, right, and and uh, uh, and all that stuff is sexy. But, yeah, I think Mixon's your grinder. You got to go to him. All right. Let me get over to my next player prop here. And I am going to trust this guy because uh, they didn't disclose him on the quote-unquote injury report earlier this season. I'm looking at Bijan Robinson to go over on his um, receiving yards in this game. That number's at 20 and a half. And the Falcons are going to be playing the Colts uh, this weekend. And the Colts have not been very good uh, against pass catching running backs. And I think I was on Jalen Warren or I was on Jalen Warren last week, excuse me, uh, to go over on his receiving yards against a Colts team. And that one got to the window fairly easily. So since week 10, the Colts are allowing 48.4 receiving yards to that running back position. They're allowing 6.4 targets to that running back position and also close to five uh, receptions per game to that running back position. And we know that in the passing game, it's Jalen Warren, and it really hasn't been Najee Harris uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, sorry, for the, um, for, yeah, for the Steelers. But when we talk about the Atlanta Falcons, it's Bijan Robinson, right? And you just take a look at some of the numbers that the Colts have given up in the passing game uh, to their running back position. Week seven, uh, they gave up 20 to the uh, Cleveland Browns, but then Alvin Kamara had 51 in that game. Um, Miles Sanders, 22. Even uh, Zeke Elliott, two receptions, 34 yards. Uh, Tajay Spears, four for 13 Derrick Henry had one for 18. So combined those two guys got over that projection as well. Joe Mixon three for 46 chase Brown three for 80 a couple weeks ago in the last week. Like I mentioned, Jalen Warren had five reception for 28 yards. And we know Bijan Robinson is a player that can not only get it done on the ground, but he can also get it done through the air. Uh, prior to last week against the Panthers, he had 54 receiving yards against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 26 against the Jets, 32 against the Saints. So he's gone over this projection and throughout the last four weeks. And then to start the season in six games, he had gone over this projection of 20 and a half as well to start the season. So hopefully Arthur Smith recognizes that against his Colts defense to get Bijan Robinson involved in that passing game. And the targets have been there for him as well. So Give me Bijan Robinson over 20 and a half receiving yards in this game here, Rod. Yeah, and, and really the Falcons need something to to go right for them. So I think short passes, I think being able to to keep that ball moving, because they're not getting it done down the field, and they're certainly not getting it done well in the running game, I think, at this point. So yeah, yeah they, they need something. And I think Bijan definitely uh yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh Chris, any thoughts on Bijan? Yeah, you know, it's my guy, you know, so I would yeah. only be able to look at him over in this spot as well. And and that's the way I would play him, right? I mean, we think about who the quarterback is, and like Rod said, a lot of dinking, a lot of dunking, which is why I wouldn't trust any of these wide receivers or, you know, why it's hard to kind of trust Drake London um, in that receiving core, uh, you know, to to perform. But one thing they they that we can kind of count on is is the check down for these guys. You just go through and you look back. I know you mentioned it already, you know, but you go through and you look back at, uh, you know, just his receptions at his uh, targets. And that's where they're throwing the ball. They're trying to get the ball. I mean, he's an explosive player, right? Dynamic player. And kind of going back to the whole Bryce Young, you know, conversation is you kind of got to give him the ball. And we saw Atlanta kind of go away from that, you know, in, in parts of the season where we kind of just shook our head and said, well, who are you going to give the ball to if it's not going to be, you know, a guy like Bijan? So I do think that he makes this offense run. I think that he's a very dynamic playmaker. And, um, this is something that could happen in one play. You know, if he does have that, you know, yeah. that play of that, that kind of ability. So I uh, love Bijan in this spot today, uh, this week. And, um, you know, it's not, it's against a soft defense. The Colts are not, we don't think about them as, you know what, we're playing the Colts. You got to take the under. 
Um, even though we think about the, the the Falcons, we think about you got to take the under. But uh, yeah, this this one could be one of those sneaky games where we we, we see a little bit more offense than uh, than we're anticipating. All right, uh, Chris, take us over to player prop number three, man. What do we got? Man, so I'm kind of tired here. Uh, I think. Um, well, I'll just. I guess I'll save one for honorable mention. So we'll go. We'll go. Um, we'll go Diggs. We'll go Stephon Diggs in this one. I like him as well in this spot. I know I kind of talked about uh, about Josh Allen, but I think it. You know, they, they kind of synchronize well in this spot. And I'm. I know that you know looking at the numbers is not. This is one that isn't going to pop off the page. But I like his receiving yards. Sixty-seven and a half is the number. Um, I just think that I think it's kind of what you said. You know, if you you kind of want to come in here. You want to you want to establish yourself. You want to um, you know get up in this game. They're twelve and a half point favorites, right? And they and they're kind of streaking right now. They they they're kind of playing some of their best football. You look at Diggs. He hasn't performed necessarily the greatest, even though they did demoralize the 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 Cowboys last week in that thirty one to ten game. Um, they also beat Kansas City as well, twenty to seventeen. So back to back wins for them. But he he also didn't didn't do too well in that game either. He did have eleven targets, however, uh, but only had four catches for for 24 yards. So it's been three weeks since, uh, you know, he had a really good game against Philly where he had also had 11 targets, but he had 74 yards. So I think that the targets stay there. I think that they, they, they come back and he gets more than the five that he had last week. Um, and I also just like them to be able to take advantage of, you know, this defense. Like I said, I think with Stanley being out, typically that can motivate a team, but this late into the season, is it really going to motivate the Chargers? I don't, I, I'm having a hard time seeing that. And like we talked about, Buffalo still needs to – they still need to win, and they still need to play their best football. So I do think that this could be a really, really big week for Diggs. So 67-and-a-half feels like another by low spot for me uh, when, you know, he's a wide receiver that can, you know, easily get us, a, you know, 100, 100 yards. He's had 100 yards in, what, six games so far this season. So in 80-plus in about eight of, eight of those games. So – Buy low spot for me with Diggs this week. I like his receiving yards to 67 and a half. I'm taking it over here. Yeah, the targets are always going to be there for Stephon Diggs. I mean, there's no question about it, right? I know there's been a more of a commitment to the running game for the Buffalo Bills, at least over the last two weeks, and maybe that's hindered some of his yardage uh, ability. Like you mentioned, six games where he's 100-plus receiving yards. But when you're going up against this Chargers defense, I just kind of keep going back to last week. I mean, the freaking Raiders with Aiden O'Connell put up 63 uh, points in that game. So imagine what the Bills can do here uh, as well. And, again, it has to be led by Stephon Diggs. So I think it's a great uh, – you said it perfectly, Chris. It's a great buy-low spot for Stefan Diggs. Uh, Rod, any thoughts on Diggs this week? Well, you think about all the yards that the Raiders put up against the Chargers last week. I mean, the Bills the Bills are fully capable of doing that and then some. So it's scary to think that maybe quite possibly the Bills could hang uh, a bunch of yards on him. But then again, I mean, the only thing that would scare me too is that if they get up fast enough uh, through other means, then they don't have to. That would be the only thing that would scare me off of it. But again, you have to get up you have to get up somehow, right? And and for the Bills, it could be Stephon Diggs this week, and it has been a few weeks since he's been down. So it, it's time to get him back involved again. So hopefully they they uh, gain that lead by throwing Stephon Diggs the ball quite a bit, uh, and, and then they can settle down with James Cook for the rest of the game. Uh, Rod, take us over to your last player prop, man. What do we got? I'm going to go with a guy that I, I think, I don't know if I've ever really talked about him on this show or if anybody's ever talked about him on this show, and that's Michael Pittman. The third leading receiver in terms of yardage in the in the NFL, surprisingly enough, right on the Colts, and and really it's been Minshew mania that's sort of uh, driven this train. Because if you look at his game log over the last few weeks, uh, well, first of all, let me get to the to the prop. I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Pittman is his receiving yards at 72 and a half. Where am I going? I'm going on the over, of course. Uh, but 72 and a half for Pittman. The last few games, four catches, 78 yards last week, eight catches, 95, 11 catches, 105, 10 catches, 107, eight catches, 84. If you're counting, that's five games in a row that he's hit this mark. And honestly, here's the thing about it, right? We're talking volume too. Michael Pittman has 143 targets on the season. The next best target uh, a getter on the Colts 84 targets for Josh Downs. We're talking almost twice the amount of targets uh, that the, the next guy has. And it just, they're going to Michael Pittman when they're throwing the ball, whether it's Minshew, whether it's Richardson, whether it's, you know, uh, Andrew Luck coming back from the dead to, to throw guys. I mean, you look back a couple of weeks ago, week 13, Pittman had 16 targets. Alec Pierce had six. I, I mean, it's just 
they are throwing him the ball and they're throwing it to him in bunches. Uh, week 14, Pittman had 11 targets. Will Mallory, the tight end, was the next one with five. So, again, this is all about uh, uh, Pittman. I know he got hurt, and I know that, you know, obviously, but he's a full participant in practice yesterday, so he's going to play, which means he's going to get the ball thrown to him a lot. He's going to go up against a uh, an Atlanta defense that's not necessarily uh, the letting receivers catch too many passes for too many yards, but they are susceptible. Uh, Xavier Gibson a couple of weeks ago got 77 yards against them. Uh, you saw Chris Olave get 114 yards against them. So they've been giving up a few yards. But here's the thing about it too, right? They're giving up 122 yards, two wide receivers per game uh, this season so far. And and now, granted, some of the teams that they've had had multiple receivers that could catch passes. We know that Michael Pittman's the only guy there. So if 122 yards, if I'm getting three quarters of 122 yards from one guy, then it's going to be Michael Pittman for this. I think the 73 yards is a pretty realistic number for him to get. And I think, uh, like I said, I like the over on this for 72 and a half receiving yards. Michael Pittman has been a guy that if you bet the over on his receptions every single week, you were your cash, your cashing just because, like you mentioned, Rod, that he is pretty much the guy in that offense when it comes to targets. And, and I know I think it was last week where he did get injured. I had the over seven and a half rece- uh, uh, receptions for him. Um, he had, I think, four within that. Uh, I think it was right before halftime um, where he did get injured, but he was well on his way uh, to getting that number. And I know Nick was mentioning in the chat if he is playing this week, and I did see a note that he is on track to play this week uh, against the Falcons. So um, expect you know Michael Pittman to do Michael Pittman things. So no argument for me on Michael Pittman here. Chris, any thoughts on Michael Pittman Jr.? Yeah, you take the over or you stay away. Um, <laughs> this, this dude is uh, absolutely killing it. Um, we can call these almost like double doubles, you know, like uh, 11 yeah. receptions for six on 16 targets. That's a double double, uh, you know, relating to basketball terms, uh, 10 receptions on on 13 targets. Uh, so, I mean, the targets are going to be there. Like like Rod said, this is this is this is Minshew's guy. Like he's going to continue to feed him the ball. So I won't be the dead horse. But uh, yeah, we we have it's, 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 it is interesting, though. I will say this. It is interesting that we haven't really targeted Michael Pittman. We haven't really talked about him a lot on the show. He's probably been the one consistent cash cow that none of us have mentioned. So uh, excellent, uh, you know, play by Ryan, you know, uh, better late than never. Uh, let's get some, get some money with uh, Michael Pittman as well. I love this one, Ryan. Uh, all right. Last player prop here for me. Uh, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson over 63 and a half uh, receiving yards in this game here. And you take a look on who they are playing this week. That is going to be Chris's Washington commanders as he is laughing his uh, head off there. Um, Look, we know how bad this Washington Commanders defense is. They are allowing the second most receiving yards to the wide receiver position uh, in the entirety of the season, and that has stayed consistent since Week 10 as well. And I know Garrett Wilson hasn't uh, gotten over this projection, uh, or he's only gotten over this projection once over the last five weeks. But the thing about, you know, Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson is that that connection has been there. Like those targets are going to be there for uh, for Garrett Wilson in this game. So um, I'll keep this one simple. They're allowing the most uh, yards to the wide receiver position are the commanders. I expect a big game here from Garrett Wilson. Um, I mean, look, look at his targets for the last five weeks, 8, 10, 7, 14, only four last week against the Dolphins. But. I think it's a game where he can bounce back here. Don't really want to call this a buy low spot because the number is at 63 and a half, 63 and a half, but the books know that. But uh, I think that he should bounce back here against the commander's uh, lack there of pass defense. So I'll take uh, Garrett Wilson over 63 and a half uh, receiving yards here, Chris. I saw you laughing. Uh, you must be in agreement with me on this one. Garrett Wilson legacy game, you know, just like every, <laughs> like every, other, wide, every other wide receiver that plays against the commanders, man. We, we, we know that they, you know, traded away the, the, the essential pieces that they had, um, you know, that, that was uh, in the front seven, of course, um, which is done exactly what I expected. Right. The, the, the strength of that defense was um, never the, the, <laughs> the backside of it. Right. It was never the secondary. It was always the ability to put pressure on the quarterback and, when you trade away, you know, two guys like Montez, Montez Sweat, Montez Sweat, and um, and uh, who am I missing? Chase, um, Chase Young. Chase Young. And Chase Young. I, I know Chase Rob Young. would know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you trade away those those two guys, and you know, it, it, it like I said, it creates you know less of an ability for you to be able to put pressure on the quarterback, which means that the quarterback has longer to sit back there, and the, and the DBs have to cover for longer, and 
it just makes a lot of sense. You know, if I, 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 I um, regrettably uh, agree with you on this one as well. It could be 150 yards uh, for this guy receiving today, no matter who the quarterback is throwing him the ball. All right, guys, let's get over to honorable mentions. If we do have any, Chris, anything uh, as far as honorable mentions? Yeah, just real quick. Uh, just, just you threw me the you threw me the lob. You know, I'm gonna freak the oop on the other side, and that would have to be Thielen, right? You already talked about Bryce Young. Uh, yep. You know, Thielen is that guy. Receptions uh, kind of low right now, just because he hasn't been, you know, uh, extremely consistent recently. But if we're expecting Bryce Young to to be able to complete the ball and not just pass it, then I think we got to look at look at him. Number is four and a half right now, and he he's uh you know had a really long streak uh you know throughout the year where he was. Casting this, casting this pretty consistently. I want to say about 70, 75%. So um, it's just, it's just, a, just a correlated play, um, you know, to, to look at Thielen um, to go, you know, to at least get five reception. I think he could potentially touch six, uh, maybe even seven in this spot, just because this one also feels like a buy low, just because he hasn't been uh, producing as, as consistent recently, but it's a matchup um, spot. So uh, Thielen over his four and a half receptions would be my, 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 um, my top honorable mention play and uh, definitely something that I'm going to end up playing this week. Rod, do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm looking right now at Derrick Henry's rushing number and I'm seeing 64 and a half. I'm actually going to take the under on this one. I know it's actually juiced pretty much at minus 129, but listen, man, for Derrick Henry, how, how the mighty have fallen. Like this guy was rushing for 6,000 yards a season. Like, yeah. Dude was set up to be the world's greatest runner ever. And, and the last few weeks, 16 carries for nine yards against the Texans. Look, I know your Texans are good, Munaf, but nine yards, 16. How did Derrick Henry only average six tenths of a yard? Per Especially carry? since he had like 200 plus rushing yards against his team, like over the last four head to head meetings. I didn't get it either. Killed him. Killed him. He's, he's the Texan slayer. And yeah. yet he's still only nine yards, 34 the week before that on 17 carries. Like the volume is there, but Jesus, like two good weeks in a row against the Colts and the, and the Panthers, but then 10 carries for 38, 11 for 24. He has been underproducing more than he's been overproducing. So um, yeah, just go ahead and give me Derrick Henry under 62 and a half. I, I, I don't know if I'd take that or 64 and a half rather. I'd maybe even take that down to like 50. I don't know at this point. I'm glad you mentioned that, Rod, because I was going to mention taking Tajay Spears over on his rushing and receiving uh, just because of what you did mention there, right? Just because Derrick Henry is obviously they're, they're, they had their dream crusher last week, losing in overtime, officially getting eliminated from the playoffs. And now you probably want to see what you have in Tajay Spears. I think I saw that number. I want to say it was 63 and a half for his rushing and receiving to go over. Uh, but he's been in triple digits and throughout the last five weeks. And the last week against a much improved Texans rush defense, I think we got to give a lot of credit to Miko Ryans and what he's been able to do with his defense this week and, uh, or sorry, this season after being one of the worst defenses, if not the worst over the past two seasons, he's been able to turn it around. But I think they probably now want to see what they can get out of Tajay Spears. So rushing and receiving for him, I do like the over. I'll throw that out there as an honorable mention. Uh, gentlemen, let's get into our touchdown scores for this week. Rod, you want to lead us off? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to go with Jalen Addison. Um, his anytime touchdown is at plus 200. Um, and then I kind of like his his uh, first touchdown pass as well at, at 12, uh, 12 to 1. It's, it's crazy because we're not really talking much about the uh, Vikings too much anymore. Uh, but Jalen Addison actually has the fourth most touchdown receptions in the league. He's tied with Sam Laporta actually with that for nine. Um, and, and he doesn't really catch him every single game. And when he catches him, he kind of catches him in bunches. Like last week, he had two against the Bengals. He had two against the Niners uh, a few weeks back. He's in a little bit of a drought, but I, I still think that uh, Jalen Addison is too much of a talent and, and they've been using him well enough, but I, I think they need to get him even more involved. Like this guy has been making some circus catches this season. If you watch, uh, some of the, the catches he's been able to make, it's it's almost Odell Beckham-like. And obviously, they're playing in a very tight NFC North game this week against the Lions. They Minnesota needs this to stay alive, right, in their playoff hopes uh, because the Rams are starting to run away with this. And, uh, you know, the Lions are feeling themselves too. But again, I, I think that uh, Addison is going to need to score a touchdown in this game if they hope to win. Uh, and, and it kind of, doesn't matter to me really what's going on. Like I said, I just think they need to get Addison going for that. 
Uh, and then for the first touchdown, I just, you know, you throw that out 12 to one could be one of him to be able to, to get the first touchdown in that game. But I really like Addison. I really like the, the way he plays. I like watching him catch the ball. He's a good rookie. One, probably one of the better rookies uh, this season, as far as uh, the receiving position, kind of one of those good, good surprises out of that. So I think he got kind of screwed by losing Kirk cousins earlier, but uh, yeah, give me Addison. Uh, anytime touchdown plus 200. And then if you want to sprinkle something on the first touchdown at 12 to one, I wouldn't hate that either. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I, I couldn't talk you off of Addison. He, he's been, he, he's, I think he's found his way in this offense now, uh, you know, for, for the Vikings there. So I uh, definitely can co-sign that as well. I'll throw out a couple here quickly before we do get to uh, Chris's. Um, I'll go down on Garrett Wilson plus 165. I think that's great value there for a guy that I think should have a bounce back game here uh, against a commander secondary. Um, Chris, do we know who's starting for the commanders this week? Is it you're starting? It's me. It's it's me. Right. <laughs> no, no, just, just kidding. No, no, no. It's, uh, it'll be, it, we, we, even though he did come in last week and, uh, uh, who am I thinking? Um, uh, Jacoby percent, Jacoby percent, even though he did come in, um, uh, Rivera did so, say that he, he wasn't going to be starting. Right. He, he did come in and play well through two touchdowns and, Let's not talk about it. But yeah, we he did come in and play play a lot better, but he he won't be starting this somehow. Uh does does continue to have a starting position. All right. So I was gonna mention uh Terry McLaurin, but um if Brissett was starting because he was targeting the heck out of him when he came into that game. So uh I'll leave that one there. Uh Lamar at plus one sixty five. I think that's uh, that's some value there, especially for you know going up against the Niners uh defense. I think that you know he has that abil- ability to escape. Um, so I'll throw that and then I'll throw um go over to that game between the uh the Cowboys and the Dolphins here. I know that Tyreek Hill is dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, I'm not sure how effective he will be if he does end up playing in this game, but I gotta look at uh Jalen Waddle plus 155. I think that you know, last week we saw him get the big touchdown. And again, the, we've seen the Cowboys, they can give up those big plays. And if it's not Tyreek Hill, it's gonna be Jalen Waddle. So I'll give out those three there. Um Chris, do we get to yours, uh, your touchdown scores this week? So I, I'll, I'll be quick with mine as well. Um, I like, I know, I just kind of thought thought about this one while we were doing the show, you know, but if he's going to get all those receptions, I kind of want to double down on Thielen as well. Uh, plus 350, yep. I love the odds there. Uh, we know that Bryce Young is not going to throw, he's not going to dazzle us with, you know, too many touchdowns, but it feels like a week if Thielen is going to continue to catch the ball, you know, he could potentially eventually break one. So at plus 350, uh, I don't hate that at all. Um, also like David Montgomery a lot, uh, just because Detroit, I feel like is in a, in a pretty advantageous matchup. David Montgomery has 10 touchdowns on the season. He hasn't scored in two weeks, but four straight, uh, weeks where he did have a touchdown before that. I think the Vikings defense is susceptible to giving up one or two. Um, and then, uh, Calvin Ridley, I think Calvin Ridley against Tampa Bay in that defense. Uh, anytime I can get him at plus two thirty, uh, I'm always interested in that. So definitely shop around for the best number. But um, I think that, uh, you know, uh, Tampa Bay should be uh, – well, they have been giving up points, and I think Jacksonville probably does it, uh, you know, through the air again. So so looking at Calvin Ridley to, to be able to, to, to touch the pylon as well um, this week. So those, are, those will be my top three. Yeah, love it. Uh, all right, gentlemen, let's get into our best bets here for NFL Week 16 player props. Uh, Rod Leesoff, best bet. I don't give him out much, so I'm going to make it my best bet, and that's uh, CMC. Over 83 and a half rushing yards. Just give this man the ball. I mean, averaging 5.3 yards per carry this year, this year, giving him 20 some odd carries. Math, the math adds up. Feed the beast. I mean, I'm not going to argue CMC ever. Uh, Chris, best bet. Let's go, Josh Allen. Over one and a half passing touchdowns. Uh, we we talked about it. Aiden O'Connell. He throw four. I know my guy Josh can come in here and give me at least two, man. And uh, he got plenty of weapons to go out there and do it. It might just be the Stefan Diggs. Uh, and it might be twice. And then, you know, I'm a happy, super happy camper as long as he clears the over 67 and a half uh, receiving yards as well. So, um, you know, number tad bit juice, but I think it's juice for a reason. He hasn't thrown for two just because, like you guys mentioned, James Cook has been, you know, carrying this, carrying this team. And I think we see a little bit more, um, you know, more balance. And uh, give me Josh Allen to go over his uh, – one and a half touchdown passes this week here, you know, and run. Love it. Uh, all right, for my best bet, I am going to go. Let's go Bijan this week, man. I'm, uh, he's going to re- uh, redeem me after the one time I did bet him, and he had, I think, an injury that I think it was a migraine or something. He had some type of sickness where he wasn't able to um, 
play in that game, but unfortunately it wasn't disclosed by the Falcons. But I think it's a great matchup. Again, I talked about Jalen Warren last week and how running backs have had success against the Indianapolis Colts through the passing game. And I think, again, Bijan is in a prime position here not only to get the targets like he has been getting um, from the um, quarterback position from the Falcons, but again, I think that, like Chris also mentioned, that he can get this in one catch. So uh, give me Bijan Robinson over 20 and a half receiving yards as my best bet. Um, and I will put together our price picks entry with our best bets here. So uh, we'll go Christian McCaffrey more than 83 and a half uh, rushing yards. We'll go Bijan Robinson more than 20 and a half uh, receiving yards. And then we'll go Mr. Josh Allen to go uh, more than on his passing touchdowns of one and a half. And that is going to get us a nice payout if all three of those uh, do come into fruition. A $100 entry will get us a nice return of $475. Again, if you haven't already checked out Price Picks, go to pricepicks.com. Make sure you use our promo code SGPN and um, come cash in with us. Hopefully, we put money in your pockets as we wrap up NFL Week 16. Uh, but a lot of action Saturday, Sunday, and Monday for the NFL. Gentlemen, that is going to do it for this edition of the NFL Propcast. Uh, Rod, anything else you want to mention, my man, before we get out of here? Like I said, just super excited. The NFL gave me a great Christmas present and being able to watch my Niners play. So I'm going to have a nice little present hangover and uh, and watch the Niners uh, beat up on the, on the Ravens. So happy about that. Uh, Chris, anything else? No, nah, not at all, man. Happy holidays to everyone, man. You know, thank, yeah. thankful for, for all the listeners, especially the ones that come in and, you know, w- listen to us, uh, you know, t- take out props and cash with us. Uh, all the, you know, positive comments and feedback that we get in the live stream. Uh, you know, just thankful for those things. Enjoy enjoy the holidays, everyone. Enjoy the sports that we get along with the family and, you know, the food and everything else that we get in the presents. Um, check, you know, find me on Twitter if you guys haven't already, or X, whatever you want to call it, at Crispy Captain Two Ps Two Ends. Bet responsibly and enjoy the games, everyone. Enjoy the holidays as well. Yeah, I mean, echoing everything Chris just mentioned there, it's going to be a great weekend with friends and family. I know a lot of people probably have holiday parties and football is going to be on in the background. So, you know, bet responsibly, enjoy your time with with your loved ones, and hopefully it's a great holiday season uh, as we get closer and closer to not only wrapping up the NFL season, but also getting to the uh, 2024 year. You can follow me on Twitter or X at SportsNerd824. Make sure to follow Rod as well at RJ via Gomez. Um, and we'll talk to you guys uh, next Thursday night for the Thursday night football game there. So good luck with your bets this weekend. Enjoy your time. Bet responsibly. Let's break these books off and let it ride.